Hello. Hello, how are you? All right, and you? I'm oh. awesome. Your day going good? It's going well. Yeah, it's been busy. Good busy, though, so no complaints here. Okay. What about you? Yeah, busy myself. <laughs> good busy? Yeah, not now. Just waiting to do the show. <laughs> Having that awesome one. I'm about to play the theme song, then we're going to jump into it. Okay, great. All right. Welcome to another episode of Middle Ground with JLE, LLC, where we treat you like family. That's the theme song, Detroit Love, from my first album, The JLE Experience. We have another great guest for you today. We have the founder and CEO of The Body Principal, a keynote speaker, an NASM master trainer, and integrative health expert, Angela T. Moore. Welcome to the show. Oh, it's a pleasure to be with you tonight. Thank you so much for inviting me. I appreciate you for doing it. <laughs> it's an honor. So you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Well, as you mentioned, I am a integrative health expert. So I'm a licensed therapist as well as the NAS, the master trainer. And so what I do is I provide integrative health services organizations. So I help people be mentally, nutritionally, and physically well. Awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, this show is all about how you got to where you are, just give you your flowers, as they say. Oh, I love it. questions about how you got here along the way. Okay, okay. First question, what led you on this path? Well, something I openly share, and I've shared with many audiences, uh, small and large, is that my motivation to do and be who I am uh, was strongly uh, motivated by my mother's early death. She died of a massive stroke when she was only 42, and oh, I was 13. Terrible. Yeah, so very early on, I learned how your physical health is so important. And one of the things that I discovered after her death was that she was clinically depressed. And so as we were going through our items and packing up her things, I found notes that she had been writing to herself, you know, saying, I'm depressed, need to get my life together. So what I realized is that my mom was not only suffering uh, physically and, you know, which led to her death with a stroke, but she was also uh, really struggling mentally. And so in addition to learning the importance of taking care of your physical self, I learned that your, your mental self is, 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 is just as important, if not more important, because I honestly believe as I learned more mm-hmm. life after she died was that she was really suffering. And I think she had been really sad and sick for quite some time. And then years later, uh, as I had dealt with her loss and had some other, um, other difficult losses, my, my oldest brother was incarcerated. I, uh, I had, was after my mom's death, they had to move in with an aunt and uncle that were great people, but did not uh, really um, understand the importance of, gr- of, of dealing with your grief. And so there was never a discussion about my mom's death and the impact that had on my life. And so what I did is I grieved for years. Oh, wow. Grief um, with me 
um, to high school and also um, to college. And fortunately, I did get a full track scholarship to school, which allowed me to. But what I found is once I got there, I really was not prepared um, for the rigors of a, you know, a major academic institution or mm-hmm. really ready, you know, mentally to, to be there on my own uh, because of the losses that I experienced. And then some years later after that, I lost my brother and he was four years older than me. And so again, you know, again, seeing again, the impact mm-hmm. of, uh, of, you know, of, uh, of, of unhealthy, you know, or, or, or a sad uh, mental state. And uh, so I then did get my degree in sociology I started working in adult protective services and uh, and then I also just kind of kept my love for for running and I and I noticed that when I ran that it actually allowed me to fit and so as I was learning about working with people and learning about mental health and then also seeing how physically when I would exercise it allowed me to feel better I start putting the two and two together in my life and then also then later in my business. And that's what led to the body principle. So I know that was a long answer, but <laughs> that is my oh, no, story and my journey. Mm-hmm. Take all the time we need because <laughs> the next question, what is the body principle? So the body principle is an organization that I created um, in 2008. And it actually started at first up as a small person where I trained individuals and in small groups and I trained athletes, housewives, executives, uh, young people and older um, uh, become physically fit. And then one of the things that I recognized is over the years as I was training these individuals is that they were not thanking me for helping them lose weight or helping them, you know, get into a dress. They were thanking me for helping them through major life transitions, divorces, deaths of family members, uh, just many, if you think about all your life situations that can be extremely challenging for individuals, that's what they were thanking me for. They were thanking me for helping them kind of, you know, navigate through those difficult times. And what I realized is that people were putting me in that position of a therapist. And so I said, well, I need to, um, I need to acquire the knowledge, the wisdom, the skills, and the expertise to really, um, to really provide the service that these that these clients need, and so then I went back to school. Um, in addition to getting a master's in business, I then got a master's in counseling, and I started integrating services into the Body Principle Studio, which then led to the Body Principle, excuse me, the Body Principle Integrative Health Organization, which is now the Body Principle Integrative Health System, which allows me to provide those mental and physical services, as well as nutritional services as well, because that was also something I recognize is that uh, you can, you can, you can exercise and you can, um, and you can be trying to take care of your mental health. But if you're eating foods that negatively impact you, then it's going to be a never ending cycle, you're not going to ever really truly be well. And that's the body principle. (laughs) Well, that's true, because when you're going through something, you want to eat junk food. You do. <laughs> it just feels like it just hugs you and say, "No one loves you like me," but it ain't good for you. 
No, it's not good for you at all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and there's, I noticed too, there's a lot of guilt and shame associated with when you eat unhealthy food. And that's the thing that I really wanted to, that's that's the thing I really wanted to tap into, understanding um, Mm -hmm. that the emotional uh, reaction to unhealthy eating, because that's what I saw, you know, I, I, I didn't ever see someone go, woohoo, I'm so happy I ate all that ice cream, or woohoo, I'm so happy I ate all that cake. What I saw was they're like, why did I do that, you know, and I, and I saw a lot of frustration, and, and I noticed that the, the same guilt and shame that somebody would have, that they would share with me about a difficult situation, mm-hmm. was the same guilt and shame that somebody would share with me when they ate something that they didn't, that they knew they shouldn't have, you know, and I said, wow, this is some really interesting you know, dynamic going on here. And, and ironically, you know, there now there's scientific evidence that, that has recognized the relationship between what they call the, the word, which is your brain, and then the, what they call the second brain, which is your gut. And so they, what they call enteric system. So they've recognized that, you know, what you eat does have a direct impact on your mental stability. Oh, yeah, I, I gotta be honest. In the eighties, when they gave you bigger portions, I was a fat kid, love. Honey buns, Snickers, when they were really big, two or three times to the corner store when I didn't need to do it. It was yeah. good looking back on it now, but it tastes good. Yeah, it was yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And what's interesting is those, you know, those foods, they do satisfy that those cravings, you know, and they do make you feel good at eating them. But unfortunately, it's, you know, after you eat those foods, there's the crash afterwards, you know, because, oh. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, no yeah, the sugar, you know, you talk about your food in the 80s. I remember going to the 7-Eleven and getting what the, remember the, remember the big, the big gulp, they had the oh, big man, gulp I and then the Slurpees. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was, that was like huge back in the day. Like, yeah. And terrible. <laughs> yeah. Brain freeze, but you keep going. <laughs> I paid my money. Right? (laughs) It's awesome that you was able to put all these together because the body weight does manifest what's going on internally. Even if you subconsciously might not think about it. Something Mm -hmm. might be bothering you and you might go smoke, drink, or eat something more than what you should. Mm -hmm. Because you might want to say it out loud that I have an issue with this right here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And that's one thing that I say that I do enjoy about my work as a therapist is I do mm-hmm. help people deal with their, you know, their thoughts, their emotions um, in more constructive ways. And then to recognize, too, what are their patterns? You know, so, you know, what are your what are your tendencies? Like, do you tend to when you get, you know, when you feel this, do you go do that? And, and if, it's, if that is not a good thing, you know, what can we do about that? What how can we change you know, how you're thinking about that so that you can now behave in a different way. Yes, but I can say I dropped weight over the summer and then I mm-hmm. get complacent and look up, okay, we got to start back from ground zero and push past that point when we drop a 25 pounds or something. Mm-hmm. Don't think you've done nothing. Keep going. Most definitely. I always tell people, you know, the minute you start exercising, again, or for the first time, you're doing something better for your health. And I actually believe it or not, I I tell people, I say, you should never ever exercise and eat well to be thin, or to to lose weight, actually, you should do so to be healthy. And the losing weight is just an extra benefit of Mm -hmm. that your goal should be to wake up each day and ask yourself, what are the foods that I should eat? 
and what is the physical activity I need to integrate throughout my day that's going to allow me to be my best and healthiest self. If you're doing that, if you're focusing on the foods that you should consume as opposed to the foods that you should avoid, if you're focusing on moving more as opposed to sitting more, you're going to get healthier. Okay. And yeah, and 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 what you'll find is if you do that, if you do the, if you set that goal of being your healthiest and best self, regardless of your weight, that when you do achieve that desired weight, you will continue exercising because you know you're not doing it to get a specific size. You're doing it because you know it's healthy. So what's something that you would say to someone like me that, okay, you drop 20, 20 pounds and you about to get, oh, we good, we looking sweet, but the job really ain't done. What's something that could be said to keep them, nope, just keep doing what you're doing? So well, you have to. Oh, I'm sorry. What was the last thing you said? So you want to be distracted. You can go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, excuse me, I would say that uh, you have to, uh, you have to eat well, and you have to exercise. It's not an option. And that's the thing. We think it's an option. And, 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 and illness and sickness and, and weight and excessive weight gain and, and medical issues are a result of not doing the things that you're supposed to do. So your motivation is not you know, whether you're trying to lose 25 pounds, whether you're trying to, um, you know, whether you're trying to lose eight pounds or whether you're, whatever it is, your goal is, um, you're not, once you achieve that, doesn't mean that you, that that gives you permission to stop exercising and eating well. You have mm-hmm. to exercise and eat well in order to be healthy. Because even, even I'm, 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 I am my desired weight. I have been my desired weight for years, because I'm very consistent. I always exercise. I always eat well. I've been the same weight with a you know, plus or minus of a couple, you know, pounds here or there for like, mm-hmm. I don't even remember the last time I was a different weight than what I am. Okay. I exercise and I eat well because it makes me feel good. I exercise and I eat well because I want to be healthy. I exercise and eat well because I want to live a long, great life. And I thought I have a personal responsibility for, for myself and for those that love me to take good care of myself. I feel that. That's some good information right there. Now You feel, you feel motivated? <laughs> oh, yeah, because I'm back working out. And I'm like, okay, what I'm doing is starting to take flight. Uh-huh. I got to look smooth when I'm out here. <laughs> you know, I can't have anybody say, Jeff, I'm going to put you on my thing. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> I don't want to get that suit. Nah, I got to be cold, man. I'm from the D now. Right. Yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> I'm like business wise, business looks better to be the healthiest version of Jeff. For real. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely on <laughs> I ain't got no sense. Just let you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you face any obstacles after you created the body principle? Oh, very much so. Very much so. There's, uh, well, obstacles, you know, as many business owners will face, you know, because you're going to have your ups and downs, you're going to have an influx of customers, and then you're going to have customers that, you know, uh, for different reasons that um, are not coming into your doors. And, and, and that can be very challenging. Uh, And as well as I will say, um, one of the greatest challenges too, when you do, whenever you're in a service industry, is that you're, 
you know, you're dealing with people. And so you're dealing with mm -hmm. different personalities. And sometimes that can be difficult um, because there yes. are people who are very respectful and, and they value what you do. And then there's those people that um, sometimes take what you do for granted. And sometimes people who forget that they have to talk to you and address you in a respectful manner. And so as a business owner, I, 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 I have had to have had to set boundaries and lines and also set expectations in terms of how I am respected as a business owner, as a woman, and as well as a person. And I've also had to, um, I've had to evolve my business also to the changing needs of my clients. And so there have been times when sometimes things work for a while, and then mm -hmm. there's a change, you know, there's um, different clients would come in with different needs. Um, as well as there's been, you know, there's a, sometimes there's trends, especially in the fitness industry, there's different fitness trends and people want, you know, True. sometimes they, they want, they want that trend. And I, I definitely know what works for, for, for um, different populations. I've been doing this for many, many years. And I am definitely aware of, of the trends, but I also, I'm not going to ever sacrifice someone's health for the mm -hmm. sake of a trend. And so there, there have been times when clients things that I've said, well, I, I understand that that's what you want. And I'm fine to, you know, hear um, about mm -hmm. that particular, you know, uh, <laughs> fitness trend. <laughs> it, it It's not necessarily something that you should be doing like at your age or with your, you know, maybe some, uh, maybe some of your previous injuries or, or your, you know, or just, you know, different. Um, and, and I'll explain it to you like this, like people come in sometimes and they see things on television or mm -hmm. they'll, they'll go to a gym and they'll see like younger people. Like I have older people who, who are, have some knee issues and have some back issues and things like that. And I will work to correct those and get okay. you to the point where I will uh, eliminate any dysfunctions that you have. I will, uh, I will um, correct any, um, any what they call upper or lower body posture distortion patterns. So any ways that you're moving improperly, correct those things. But I also have to keep you safe. And you may want to do a burpees. <laughs> you wanna, may want to do some burpees, <laughs> you know, or some crazy push-up that you saw. But if structurally, I don't think it's good for you, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> then I'll come do some typo or something like, nah, you can't be 90. That ain't for you right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it, you, you just got to use common sense, too. <laughs> I mean, you see it on TV. I want to do it. Like, nah, you can't post that on social media. That it'd be the other type of George crying meme or something about you. We don't want you like that. Yeah. <laughs> so you like a Jedi because you gotta have a lot of patience. You do, you do, and you know what too. And believe it or not, I have to help other people with their patience, develop their patience, because oh. people want they want it fast. They want to come in. They want to lose weight fast. <laughs> they want to get fit fast. They want, they, uh, they come in and they, they, they want, they'll work out for, you know, four weeks and they're like, well, you know, I wanted to lose 20. 
<laughs> well, if we're going to do so safely, it's not going to happen like that. <laughs> wow, 20 pounds in a week. That, that's that's something amazing that happened. You know, and I'm not going to support you starving yourself. And so if you're willing to do the work and we're, we're willing to go to this process so that at the end of this, you know, you are completely healthy and you have, you know, you have your good health numbers and, and, and your heart rates where it's supposed to be and structurally, or, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've, I've helped you strengthen your body and increase your cardiorespiratory efficiency. And, and, I, and I've made you, helped you become a healthier person. That's what you're. I'm here for. But if you're coming here to lose twenty, you know, in a in a week or a month, I'm not your person because it's not going to happen safely that way. <laughs> yeah, that, that don't sound safe. <laughs> no, but you'd be surprised. Oh, you you'd be surprised. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you do. Mm-hmm. You know, or they want to get you want to get big muscles. You know, I want to get big muscles in like a month, you know, <laughs> like, it takes, takes years to, you know, build that muscle mass. <laughs> yeah. You can't be heat man that quick. You got to work. Out. No. <laughs> you like, rock. like, look at him. Like, yeah, but he's been working. He put it out there a lot of time. How you work out. He get down all day. You got to do that. Yeah. No, no, no. We're talking like 20 minutes. Like, they ain't going to do it. Right. <laughs> you put a bodysuit on and look like it. Right. Maybe you put a bodysuit on and inflate the thing. Yeah, maybe yeah. then. <laughs> you got to put the work in to get that look. <laughs> Definitely. And the time. Oh, yeah. People mm-hmm. like him, they at least three, four hours a day. Well, and, and, and actually, and the thing is, and, and actually, there are those people that do work out like that. But uh, I will tell you uh, that mm-hmm. you don't you don't have to work out hours a day to get great lean muscle mass to, to build some good um, definition and size. You mm-hmm. don't have to. You really don't know. Mm, how about that? Learn something new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, you got to go hours, Jeff. Got to go hard in the street. Do it. Get it. So, what's a good time period for to work out? From your your opinion, when you work out, you mean like on a daily basis? Like, what would be a good exercise time? Yeah, like a daily okay. workout was a good time period. Okay, well, it depends on what works. I would say whatever's going to work for you. And so, you know, ideally, you want to get you know they say anywhere from 150 minutes to like it depends on your, like your age and and different things like that. But you want to get like 45 to 60 minutes of activity okay. um, throughout the day. Now notice I say throughout the day. And so that could be 10, 15 minutes in the morning, 10, 15 minutes and 15 minutes after work. And then some stretches before you go to sleep. It doesn't okay. be this one long, um, long workout. They, they have found that short bouts of activity are just as, if not more effective than a long, long workout. So when I used to work midnight Wednesday and I was like sweet, two and a half hours every morning I got off just hitting it. Couldn't mm-hmm. tell me nothing. <laughs> Started working yeah. different shifts. Like we ain't seen that type of energy in a minute, Jeff. We gotta we gotta give back half of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so and the, you know, and that's and that's the thing you gotta look at whenever you decide that you wanna exercise is what works for you. Like what you know, what realistically can you do? Somebody that has to get up and be at work at, you know, get up and be on the road at four o'clock in the morning, be able to do or want to do an early morning workout. They may, um, they may have to do it when they get home from work or they may say, well, and sometimes I hear this quite often, people say, well, I'm too tired to work out when I get home. 
And I'll say, well, uh, you can either, if you can, if you can integrate throughout the day, you can do some activity um, whenever you have a break, you know, 10, like I said, 10 minute bouts are, are just mm-hmm. the fact that that combined, you know, 40, 45 minutes. Uh, you can also uh, look at your, your total, uh, your total week, like in terms of your schedule okay. and, and schedule in those pockets of time when you're going to do some exercise. Cause that's one thing that's really, really important is that we often, we say we want to be physically active, but we don't think about when and where or how you're going to be physically active. And, we, and then we wonder why it doesn't work. You do have to kind of look at your schedule and decide what work for you realistically. And that's going to allow you to be consistent. So you can't snap feeling like a genie and it just happened. <laughs> no, no, no. And the chances are, if you do that, it's not going to happen. So you really do kind of have to have a, a you know, pretty, pretty good idea of when you think that you're going to be able to exercise. But I will just, you know, to answer your question, um, I would say they say, you know, 30 to 60 minutes per day. They used to say 30 minutes and now it's more so 60 because we're definitely more sedentary than we used to be. So um, if you can get in those 15 minutes, you know, movement four times a day, you got your 60 minutes. Okay. Now, how does one become an NASL master trainer? Well, okay. So uh, I started out being a certified trainer. And then over time, I became a certified corrective exercise specialist and a performance enhancement and a fitness nutrition specialist. Once you get those four certifications, you then get the opportunity to try to become an NASM master trainer. And, and that's a, um, that's a whole additional certification over and above those four. Okay. And, and, and that is an actual separate thing where you have to go out and there's, uh, there's uh, testing that you have to do. You have to fly out to California. You have to demonstrate your ability to train oh, wow. different populations um, in, in front of a board of, um, of, other uh, uh, master trainers, as well as people that are certified, that are appointed by the Academy of Sports Medicine. And then you have to, um, after you demonstrate that, then, and then you also have to um, submit examples of your work. So I have to, I had to actually submit videos of me doing and instructing someone to do specific things. Yeah. So it's quite a process. And it was, something that I uh, was very happy to accomplish and very proud of myself um, because it was a lot of work. <laughs> and oh, yeah. I was like Yoda out here in this, in this workout world. That's a lot. Ain't going to make a video? <laughs> Lord, I had flashbacks to get my degree like, wait a minute. Video <laughs> two, time out. We just did a press. Yeah. Wait a minute. Right. You know, when I, I think my husband definitely had nightmares too, because he, he had to help me. Um, oh, you know, that's a soldier. Videos. <laughs> he's so sweet. Isn't that sweet? I love that. Uh, man. <laughs> I know that was a lot of work. It is. It was. And, you know, you know how I'm, I know, you know, with videos is like you, you record and you're like, Oh no, that wasn't right. Oh no. Let me do it again. <laughs> oh mm-hmm. no. <laughs> you Jedi too with the patience. <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. So you host a radio show on 910 AM Superstation. Mm-hmm. What is it? How did that happen? Okay, so my show's called Empowered. And on my show, I interview medical professionals, wellness professionals, activists, 
advocators, um, educators, and motivators to help people live an empowered life. And so that's my typical spiel. And so every Sunday from 1 to 3 p.m. on 9 a.m. Superstation, I interview people, uh, as I mentioned. And also, um, I forgot to mention, I also uh, do a nonprofit charity um, segment as well, because I love to highlight great work that's being done, especially throughout Detroit and in the Oakland County area, just because I've noticed that there are a lot of wonderful charities and organizations and individuals that do great work and people are not aware of the work that they do. And I, so I decided that that is something that I would do every, every, every time I have my show, I do have that segment as well. So how did you come about getting the show? Very well, I, I, well, you know, what's interesting up thinking I was going to do a radio show. I had never even thought about it, but I had the opportunity to um, to meet the owner of, of WADL and the Word Network, and I was telling mm-hmm. him about my business and what I do, and he's like, you need to do a radio show. And I was like, okay. <laughs> he's like, can you start next week? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and literally, I started the, uh, I started doing it, and it actually, what's, what's interesting is when I first started, I really didn't have a format in mind or what I type of show I wanted to do. What mm-hmm. I did know is I didn't want to do a show that was negative. I didn't want to do a show yeah. where people called in and talked in a negative way about their situation, circumstances, or about the city. And so I, I, I made it very clear that anyone that had called into my show, anybody that I interviewed, if they, if they were gonna come on and provide knowledge and information and empowerment. And so if you were a person who was willing to uplift and educate and motivate and inspire and support, then I'm, I'm happy to interview you. If you're a person that wants to, um, and I don't mean to sound this in a negative way, but there's so much negativity already. No, I'm I don't care to have it on my show. <laughs> oh, I understand. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm looking to get into that space at some point. Mm-hmm. Good. Go for this it. Is, hey, why not me? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Give me an opportunity. I'm, I can make it do what it do. That's what right. I say. That's awesome. And it's Sundays at 1 to 3? Yep, Sundays from 1 to 3. Mm-hmm. And name your show? Empowered. Mm-hmm. Empowered with Angela T. Moore. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they can check you out? Yes, definitely. It's on 9, 10 a.m. And uh, also on iHeartRadio. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Thank you. So you do a lot of great stuff here. And then you become a keynote speaker. How did that, <laughs> that happen? Well, you know, it's interesting because I'm terrified to speak in front of people. Really? I can't tell. <laughs> I'm terrified. And it was something that I actually thought I could never do because when I was at the University of Virginia, when I was getting, when I was doing my undergrad, um, I, I had an opportunity to speak and I sucked. <laughs> I was horrible. <laughs> I was terrible. Yeah. I made a complete, so I, think, I think, I feel like I made a complete fool of myself, you know, quite honestly. And it was a very terrible experience because I, and, and, I, and why it was so difficult was because I honestly tried my best and I honestly did prepare, and it, and I and it was and I and it was horrible. And what I realized though is that I was talking about something that I really wasn't passionate about and I really didn't have a complete understanding of. And so, um, after as I was doing the radio show, one of the things that I 
found myself in a situation is that as I was interviewing people, they were wondering about me and wondering about who I was and what I did in my life and what my journey was. And as I started to share that journey, I actually was featured in um, an article in Blue Cross Blue Shield in the Healthy of Michigan. and did like a, a spotlight on my story about me losing my mom and my brother and the different traumatic situations that I experienced and, and how, you know, track and field really opened the door um, for me to, uh, to, to really, to, to grieve, to, uh, mm-hmm. to create opportunities for myself. And as I started that story, then people asked me, well, can you, you know, can you share that story to this group? Can you share that story to this group? And then what I did mm-hmm. is I found myself speaking to a woman's group here, to this group over there. And, and then it, it's kind of, yeah, it's just grown from there. And I'm still terrified each time I do it. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of people don't, they don't get past moments like that. They still be stuck there. So you getting mm-hmm. past it to where you are is a testament to God's covering and your fortitude to keep moving. Most definitely, definitely, definitely. And I, and it, if it was not for God, I would not be. And I, I, I am, I often say I am the, you know, that song, the eye on the sparrow. I am the sparrow and I know God has his eye on me. And I am so thankful um, for, for how uh, he mm-hmm. became my earthly and heavenly father. And, um, and I, and I, and I, and because of that, I actually feel like I have a responsibility to, to share my story so that it can motivate others who may have experienced similar experiences to me or had mm-hmm. loss or traumatic experience so they can know that you, you'll be okay. You know, you, you, you can achieve some great things uh, as long as you're willing to work for it. And as long as you're willing to, to trust and, you know, honestly trust in God, because everything I'm doing right now, I will tell you, is not something that I, I thought I could do. It was what God planned for me, and I really blindly and safely walk into everything I'm doing. I mean, we we have Bible study on this podcast because this was nothing (laughs) I had planned to be hitting people up. Hey, how you doing? I think your career journey to be an awesome thing to help someone. Like, who is this guy? Look at his page. What do you want? That wasn't me. I mean, I'm I'm brave. I'm like, man, you really got me just talking to strangers. Trying to would you be a guest? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I took speech at Wayne State. I had a job I didn't like, so that was like therapy to get up there and just talk about what we're talking about today. All mm-hmm. right, cool. So I just had a rough day, and I need a vet. But doing what I'm doing right now, like, well, I get a vibe that I should ask this person. Well, go ahead and send them a connection. If they mm-hmm. hit, hit you back, what I send them. Mm-hmm. Some don't respond back yet. Then I guess maybe they might know someone that I've interviewed. Okay, he seemed cool. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this I'm not gonna lie. It'd be terrifying doing that. Like I really gotta sit in this. She might think I'm stranger danger. What do you want? <laughs> stranger danger. <laughs> Came up in the eight. <laughs> it's all positive. It's gonna be a show about you, and people be showing love and doing it. And, <laughs> I have some amazing stories. I told you I ain't got no sense. But I'm a musician. <laughs> that's my excuse. Oh, gotcha. Okay. 
Do you have anything else new in the works you're working on? Um, I'm always working on something because God's always working on me. So, <laughs> a book maybe? Yes, I am. I just got a vibe like I'm an author. I, I feel an author over here. Yes, definitely, definitely. It is definitely a goal of mine, and something that is a very uh, 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 when I say a goal, it is a, a goal that is uh, right there, um, you know, right in sight. And right now, I'm I'm just I'm I'm really trying to maximize the opportunities that I have. And so, mm-hmm. I, in addition to my like with my radio show, I want to I want to evolve that to the next level. Um, the speaking engagements I want to do. I want to reach uh, more audiences. I want to provide more of my integrative health services to companies and organizations because I, I really want to help employees um, become their best and greatest selves and to become whole. And especially, you know, following the pandemic, it's been such a difficult time. Yeah. And I feel like that this is a perfect time when people have had the opportunity to kind of look over their lives and to kind of think things, think introspectively. And, and I think mm-hmm. people now are, are looking to become better and, but they don't necessarily know that they have the tools and the resources inside of them to do so. And if mm-hmm. I can help them kind of tap into those, those internal resources and help them develop some external resources to um, to better their lives and to become you know better and greater people and better employees, I want to do more of that. And then I just I I definitely want to do more to um, to uh, help um, people acqu- acquire the knowledge and wisdom they need to make those healthier decisions. So I want to do more writing. I do write a blog for. Ironically, a healthier Michigan interviewed me you know years ago, and now now I write a blog for a healthier Michigan. And so I want to do that blog to reach more people um, and provide, share the information the, that I've learned, you know. What's the link to that blog? So um, actually, out. if you go into a healthier Michigan and then if you just uh, forward slash and type Angela T. Moore, um, you'll be able to read my articles. So it's all about you. Got to make sure everybody know how to find out what you're doing. I like that. Thank you. I really appreciate the support. Man, I appreciate you sharing your story because you could have said stranger. No, I'm not gonna be like <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> stranger danger, stranger danger. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> now, has it been a pivot with the keynote speaking during this pandemic? Um, you know, what's been interesting is I, I had some opportunities to do some virtual speaking. Okay. And that that awesome. yeah, and that was um that was interesting because one of the things that I was one of the things that's been so great about the radio show is that when I was doing the radio show, I had to learn to make a mistake and keep going because okay. it's live. OK. And the reason why I brought that up is because it's the same thing when you're speaking. You know, you, you make a mistake, True. you're staying in front of an audience or, you, or you're on virtually. You make a mistake. You got to kind of keep going, especially if it's live and it's not recorded. And so, but that was really good for me because I, I had a hard time. Uh, I was a type of person that when I would do something, if I felt like I would make a mistake, I'd, I'd want to go back and fix it, you know, uh-huh. or do what I was going to But sometimes you can't and you got to, uh-huh. you have to be okay with that. You got to be okay with accepting the fact that you made a mistake because a mistake is not a mistake. It's a necessary part of your journey for your growth. And so with the speaking, one of the things that was happening during the pandemic is 
there were mistakes, you know, not necessarily on my part, sometimes a lot of times on my part, but also like, you know, the, uh, issues with like technology. There were times when I was speaking and it was one way when they were kind of saying, introducing mm -hmm. me and then it went live and everything changed. And I'm <laughs> like, oh no, where did my notes go? Where did my presentation go? Where, where did everybody go? <laughs> Can people still see me? <laughs> <laughs> I understand, I understand. You know, and so it's like, uh, you know, you're you're hoping that you're doing a good job. And then, you know, I, I did have a couple occasions where I was doing a I, I, I was doing a, a speaking engagement for Flagstar Bank. And um, prior to it, we had kind of practiced using WebEx and I am not I was not that familiar with WebEx. And okay. I uh, what I saw on my screen when they went live was not what I had seen prior to. And so all my notes were gone. The screen was, um, it was very different than what I had expected. And I honestly didn't feel like I did my best, you know, okay. and I had to, and I had to deal with that. I had to go, okay, well, you may not, you know, people said it was fine, but you, you, you know, when you feel like you did your best. Mm -hmm. Um, but I had to just accept, I had to accept that that was a step, you know, a step um, in, in my journey. And I, and I, and I, and, and I had to kind of learn from that. And so one of the things that I learned from that is that uh, if you can, you make sure that you have control over the platform <laughs> that you're yeah. using, if you can, and, or there has to be some things, maybe if you can, some things that are put in place to make sure something like that doesn't happen. Yeah. Shout out to mm -hmm. all the IT people in the world. Like, right. Oh, man, uh, it ain't that easy. <laughs> no, no, no. It's hard. <laughs> I've been it's in class working on the projector. We like, let's take it so long. They probably just mm -hmm. like, I got to figure out what they did so I can redo it so y'all can start doing the class. Right, right. Now we all had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so they appreciate it. Yes, definitely. Now, what have you learned before I ask my last question? Yeah, what have I learned? Mm -hmm. That you have, you have everything you need within you to grow. And that, and and you have everything you need within you to grow, and also too that when as you navigate through life, everything that you experience happens for you, not to you. Find meaning. Find okay. meaning in your experiences. So, last question: I ask every awesome guest. What advice do you have for someone trying to find their purpose? Okay, I love that question because when we think of it, it has to be something big or grand, that it has to be mm -hmm. something that's going to give you some monetary reward. And your purpose is whatever it is that you are doing right in front of you. And so you're, and I'll explain to you what I mean. So right now, so after we end this call, I'm going to go out and my son is going to be out there outside and, and we'll have the opportunity to talk. My purpose at that point is to have a good conversation with him, to be fully present, to, to make sure he knows that his mom sees him, understands him, and wants to hear what he has to say. 
if I do that, then I have, I have met my purpose for that day. And when my husband comes home and he comes in through the door, mm-hmm. if I make him feel like he is a man that is loved and respected and, 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 and I'm gracious for, for who he is and what he does for, for, for his family, then I've accomplished and I've, I've, I've met my purpose. And when I wake up, decide whatever it is I'm going to do during the day, um, whatever it is, is that first thing. And then that second thing and that last thing I do, as long as I do it with a good heart with, and with intention and do it to my, my purpose. So that's what I will say in regards to your purpose. <laughs> okay. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. And your purpose is not, uh, and, 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 and I will say this too, because sometimes people want to hear like your life purpose. You know, I feel like your, your life purpose is, is whatever it is that you feel that you were created to, to, to be and everything that you, you already have within you. So give yourself time to, like, to, uh, to discover those things. And don't and don't ever minimize um, what God has put in you and think that it's unimportant. Whatever your natural skills, talents, instincts, or abilities are, work on them, grow them, and you be the best that you can be. And whatever that is, then you serve your purpose. That's awesome. How you like the experience? It was great. Yeah, I always <laughs> love to talk with someone that is that is doing some great things, and I. I just want um, to tell you to keep doing what you're doing and um, set high goals, set high expectations, and you can achieve whatever you believe. Oh, I'm trying to go global, so I appreciate All that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Be bugging everybody. Like, come holler at me. Talk to me. You got some knowledge you need to share with people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely want to thank you for sharing your journey and the awesome advice you gave. And all the wonderful things you are doing, we want to make sure give it right. I want to thank the founder and CEO of the Body Principal, the NASM Master Trainer, keynote speaker, future author, radio host, and integrative health expert, Angela T. Moore. Appreciate you for doing the show. You're so welcome. And thank you so much. It was a great honor. I really enjoyed it. I wish you many blessings. Hey, just let them know. Come holler. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to play the outro. I'm going to finish up. And then I'm going to send you a copy of the show. Okay, great. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you, you too. Can nothing stop me?